Hello. Hi. And welcome to Latter-day Lesbian. Oh, thanks for always inviting me to these little shows that you do, you know, Mary. You're, you're kind of stuck. You, you can't get out of it anymore at this point. Good, because you know what? I like it. Yeah, well, it's kind of all about you. <laughs> it's not all about you. It's, it's mostly about it's you. It's kind of about me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't mind that so much, do I, you? you? Know, I, I am for sure a talker, uh-huh. and I do like to tell stories. Yeah, you're good at it. Mm-hmm, thank you. And I love people. I love to relate with people. I like mm-hmm. to connect with people. And I think this has given us a platform to really connect with people in a way that I've never, never had before. I've never had so many people come to me and tell me their like darkest, most vulnerable stories. And it's beautiful. It's amazing. It means a lot to me. Oh, I know it does. And it means a lot to me as well. And I love this project. So there you go. I am glad that you like it because I think the amount of time that I spend is like, you know, one hour a week of gabbing and then replying to people's That is a full time job for you, by the way, replying. Oh, yes. Yeah. However, you saw how I am with technical stuff. You saw me get so frustrated in GarageBand (laughs) the other day for my other job that I have. So for me, spending 40 hours a week practicing practically replying to people's comments and having conversations that I actually enjoy. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like work for me. So I feel very lucky. Whereas you're sitting there on your computer and editing for hours and hours and hours, I would die. I couldn't, I would lose my shit. I can't. You saw me, you You saw me losing my shit. I know, but you wouldn't actually die. It wouldn't actually kill you. But thankfully, we don't have to put this to the test. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. we know our roles. I think it works. I think it does, too. Well, right on. We, Wait, did we introduce no, ourselves? No, we didn't say oh the God. podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl trying to figure out her life. We didn't do any of that. Well, we well, just, just did it. <laughs> we just now did. introduce yourself. Okay, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. Okay, so introductions are out of the way. Wait, wait, wait. So I wanted to say something about our names. Oh, okay. Is that, It's not our new names. You don't even know what that is, do you, Mary? What are you talking about? The new name? The new name. <laughs> we have We've new got name? to do a temple episode. <laughs> well, yeah, we do. So when you go to the temple for the first time ever, they give you a new name. Oh, I think you have mentioned this to me. Okay. And everyone there gets that name. Wait everyone who goes there for the first time that day, you all have the same new name. Well, wow, that's so, not so sp- personalized. I know. So at first I thought it was all special. <laughs> and then I realized, guess what? Me and every other freaking person here has the new name, Emma. I just said it out loud and no lightning has come. <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Oh, are you supposed to die if you say the name? No. To- yeah. What, wait a minute. You're not allowed to say it to anybody or certain You people? say it to your husband one time only as he takes you through the veil. And what if he forgets? You're never allowed to repeat it? What if you forget? I was so scared to forget. I had it memorized like in a minute. I sat there and just said it in my name over and over. And I was reminding me, okay, it's the name of Joseph Smith's wife. Why do you need to remember it? Because you're so scared to forget any of the signs and tokens and names and things in the temple because you signs, need them to tokens. get into heaven. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Mary, Mary, Mary. It's you so are going dumb. to love learning more about the Am crazy. Am I though? I mean, you're laughing. So that's good, <laughs> that's right? That's a good story. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway, that was a total sidetrack. What I was going to say is, speaking of our names, we have a listener email in, and this is a listener from Utah. She says, please tell the English major nerds among us that a pair named Mary and Shelley will name a dog Frankenstein or Victor or Percy, but then you'd have to abuse him for karma's sake. 
So this is a Mary Shelley reference? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I have another friend in Atlanta that wants me to say, I'm Mary. And then you say, I'm Shelley. And then we say, and this is Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next Shout time. out to Randall. Thank oh, you, Randall. Randall. Yep. He always sends us that funny things. That was his things. idea. Yeah, he's real funny. Cool. So that's it? That's That was it. <laughs> okay. I, just, I thought of it when we were doing the names, and I had been replying to this person um, throughout the day. Uh, actually, someone that I knew back when I lived in Utah. All right, great. Okay. So what did you do last week? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I'm asking because this notepad right here says, ask Mary. No, I'm just kidding. Ask Mary what we did last week. <laughs> we started a YouTube channel. I guess we'd launched it earlier. We just didn't really have anything up there. Right. Um, but we do now. We've got two podcasts mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel, Latter-day Lesbian. I think it's the same deal. Latter-day Le- just search for Latter-day Lesbian on yeah, YouTube if you up. care. But it's the exact same podcast, which is a little bewildering to me why that's even a thing. Wait, what do you mean it's the same podcast? What? Well, it's our exact same podcast, but on YouTube. Yeah. Well, my teenage kids keep saying you have to go on YouTube, put your stuff on YouTube. That's where people listen to things, which, all right, I didn't know that you listen on YouTube. To me, that seems like a video thing. It does seem that way, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. So It'll be interesting to see if anyone watches us there. Right. Well, people can subscribe. We have a few subscribers. That's true. Two of them were um, Brent and Lincoln subscribed this morning. (laughs) Really? (laughs) This is my my ex-husband and my oldest son when I was over there this morning, and they were racing to see who could subscribe to mom's channel first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so it's basically just the audio portion with um, our sort of cartoon images. Mm -hmm. Pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah, so check it out. Go on and check it out. Subscribe. And if you know people who you think would listen, but they're more of the YouTube type, send it their way. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, well, we should have a few episodes up by the time this releases. Yeah. There's also a video of my seven-year-old. He's the the kid who... He hates his life. He hates his life, yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious because his life is fantastic. And he's been this way since he was born. Like, literally came out of my vagina complaining. Do we have to talk about your vagina so much on this podcast? I mean, I just was more, it was more geography. Like, this is where he geography. was. <laughs> nice. Can we find it on a map? Yeah, uh-huh. A big old map. <laughs> anyway, since birth, he has been complaining about his life. And um, actually, for a few years there, I would randomly record Philip complaining about things. And I would send these complaints to my friend Diana. Because I was just used to it. I think it's just normal. And she would always be like, oh my gosh, this kid is not for real. There's no way this kid exists. Yeah. Because it's insane how his complaining. So the video on YouTube is Philip complaining about how horrible New Year's Eve was. He was whining because it wasn't the party that he had envisioned. And so that's what the video is. And do you have that one about him complaining about cotton candy? Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I'll, I'll get it. We, do you we're, have it? Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, it's been uh, so long since I've had <laughs> cotton candy. It's like I never tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, he's so dramatic. I love it. It cracks me up. We'll have to do like a file or a YouTube thing with Philip's complaints because it's... He's going to love that when he's older, by the way. Yeah. I think we should play them all mm-hmm. on like his wedding reception. <laughs> Just have like a video show and tell. For sure. He actually, he's really funny. He has a ton of friends. All the kids at school think he's amazing. Mm. He just is a complainer. Maybe he complains because he knows his audience. Maybe. My style of comedy, I didn't recognize this when I was a kid, but when I was like his age-ish elementary school, my style of comedy was to complain about things in a funny way. The comedy stylings of a young Shelly Johnson? Yes, without realizing I was picking a comedy style, it just came natural to me and it would make people laugh, and so that's what I did. So maybe that's his comedy style, he just hasn't quite perfected it yet, and Mm -hmm. so right now it's just 
complaining. Gotcha. Maybe it'll turn into something fantastic. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, YouTube. Yeah. So all that to say, you can go on YouTube and just listen to our podcast, which it seems silly because you can just do that anyway. Clearly, if you know about our YouTube channel, you're listening to this podcast. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's so hurry, strange. get on there and be the fourth subscriber. <laughs> I think we have a few more than that. Or up to 10 now, maybe? I don't really know. Okay. Well, it's yeah, brand new. We're going to give it a go. So last week, we debuted a new segment mm-hmm. that we are calling Pimp Your Pod, where we talk about other people's podcasts. And so this week, we wanted to talk about friends of ours, Ben and Diana, who have the Just Okay podcast. And do you want to talk about how you know them, Shelley? Yes. So Diana and I used to be in the same stake, which is a combination of of Mormon congregations. We were friendly. We didn't really hang out at all. But she had noticed that I started posting things on Facebook that could have been construed as being slightly, I'm not totally following the Mormon way completely. Which when you start to leave the church, and I'm sure people are giggling right now because, yeah, when you start to leave the church, you start kind of trolling other Mormons and seeing if they are throwing out any clues that they might also be having a faith crisis. And I don't remember what it was that I threw out there. It's faith crisis. (laughs) See, here's Mary laughing. Faith crisis. It's what it's called. Am I right, ex-Mormons? It's called faith crisis. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Your shelf breaks. Faith crisis. Wait, shelf? Yeah, like, so imagine there's a shelf. And this then, is a thing? You guys talk about shelves? Yes. What broke your shelf? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mary. Can't you just go to Home Depot and get that figured out? And get that no. <laughs> Every time you come across something that doesn't make sense in Mormonism that you have trouble with, you're not allowed to actually explore it at the time because they say, you know, don't doubt your faith. Mm. You, know? and so you don't you, get to ask any questions. Yeah. So you take that thing, you stick it on a shelf. And oh. then nothing happens, you put it on your shelf. And pretty soon there's so much shit on your shelf that it just crashes. Oh, Okay. So other people have gone through this. I didn't make this up, Mary. Other people think Mormonism is a complete joke. Like 99% of our listeners, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so shelf break, faith crisis. Oh, anyway, so yes, Diana saw that I might have been having some kind of concerns from some posts I was making. They weren't very overt, but you can tell when you are starting to doubt, you can tell when other people are doubting as well. And so she sent me a, a private Facebook message. It was like, hey, I think we might need to talk about some things. And so we met outside of this frozen yogurt shop, which is very Mormon of us to do. We <laughs> frozen yogurt. And got our vanilla frozen yogurt. Got our yogurt. vanilla frozen yogurt. And we sat outside and just talked and talked and talked. And this was the first time I had sat with a current Mormon, as I was, and talked about the things that we were having troubles with. Immediately, that bonded us. Mm-hmm. And she's also the one that I talked about a couple episodes ago, that we submitted our letters of resignation to the church on the same day. Right. And we have maintained an amazing friendship throughout all of it. Her husband is fantastic. We hang out with them. She's my millennial friend who helps me understand the World Wide Web. <laughs> Things like <laughs> hashtags. Hashtags, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's Ben and Diana. Love them. Yeah, it's the Just Okay podcast, and we're just going to play an audio clip that they provided. Let's do it. So here it is. Cue the music. If you're Welcome to the Just Okay Podcast, a podcast about trying. Hi, I'm Diana. And I'm Ben. So what is our podcast about? Well, we're a codependent couple attempting to play therapist to ourselves. Right. We talk about your very normal run-of-the-mill things like brainwashing, next marriages, radical honesty. Yeah, basically an ex-Mormon straight couple trying to figure out if we're straight or not. I said, give your So that was the Just Okay podcast, available where most podcasts can be heard. 
And who knew that they were having sexual identity issues? Did you know I that? did. Okay. All right. Well, we knew that Ben was a lesbian, essentially. Yeah. yeah. He's a bearded lady. And Diana has lesbian hair, so... <laughs> That's not a thing. I love Diana's lesbian hair. I wish I could pull that off. Diana's Maybe she beautiful. just has short woman hair. Okay. Does it have to be lesbian hair? Well, she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> she's married to Ben. I know. We just like to poke fun. Anyway, mm-hmm. we love those guys. Yeah. They're so great. We love them. We do. So check out their podcast. Yep. Okay. So should we move on? Mm, I was going to say really quickly that I had started that CrossFit gym and a lady dropped in for class and I figured she was a lesbian. Okay. So after class, we were just kind of chatting. She mentioned something about her ex-wife and her girlfriend. And I was like, oh, oh, well, I'm gay. And it was this really cool moment. It's kind of like meeting someone who doesn't know that I was married or that I'm divorcing, doesn't know all that, Mm -hmm. doesn't need to hug me like, oh, it's okay to be gay, which that's great too. Like I I appreciate that as well. But having someone just say, oh yeah, cool. High five. I'm gay too, is what she said. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was kind of a little bit monumental for me to be able to just say it. As if it was no big deal. Just like saying, oh, I'm married or oh, I'm 44 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, just, oh, I'm gay. Oh, cool. Me too. High five. And then continue with the conversation. It was a neat feeling for me. So thank you, Lucy, for being awesome. Well, and it's rare in your life, not your friend group necessarily, but anyone in your past and your family, it's rare for them to treat it like it's an everyday occurrence. Yeah. No, you're right. As an example of what I'm talking about, your mom started therapy, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But when you were talking about her going to therapy and you wanted her to go to a non-Mormon therapist, one of the reasons is so she could understand you better. Correct. And then I said... Well, how do you know it's even about you? Maybe she's going because she's been in this marriage where she's in last place all the time and has a husband who's a patriarch and is rather controlling. Maybe that's why she wants to go to therapy, right? But no, when you no, talk to her... I knew it her, was because of me. <laughs> I know. I don't know. How did you know that? Um, I don't know. Just because... She didn't is, come right out and say it. No, not at all. But if I look at her life, it hasn't changed at all until two years ago, pretty much, when Brent and I were getting divorced and I came out of the closet. And in that time was when she's just been miserable. So obviously it's about me. Well, you were right because she's still processing you leaving the church yeah. and you being gay. She doesn't know what to do with all this stuff. Yeah, you're right. I um, I, I want to, here I go with my shout outs. I want to give a shout out to my mom, who I don't know if she listens or not, but I'm so proud of her. I didn't necessarily want her to have a non-Mormon therapist because I'm kind of upset at Mormons. I just wanted her to have someone with a different worldview completely. No, that makes sense. Because I would think that uh, that like a strict Mormon therapist, even though they might say it's okay to be gay, if they've been taught that it's not, they might actually feel that it's not. It seems like a bias approach. Sure. I went to a Christian therapist Mm -hmm. who... I could tell was a lesbian, by the way, when I was like trying to not be gay. Because I went through that. Yeah. I didn't do conversion therapy, but I tried to not be gay. And I went to a a therapist who was a Christian who was clearly a lesbian, Mm -hmm. but wasn't. Right. And that was a terrible experience. Mm. I don't recommend it. People like that are most likely going to have an agenda. Oh, I I think so. And even if they don't have specifically an agenda, there's something about them being Mormon that will screw it up. I don't know how else to say this. So I went to a therapist a few years ago. He was a Mormon guy. And I was trying to tell him about my struggles growing up Mormon, but I felt like I couldn't really rip on the church because I knew he was Mormon. So Mm -hmm. how do you, I kept apologizing. I kept saying, listen, I don't want this to be offensive to you, but you know, the church really made me feel blah, blah, blah. And he would just kind of sit there and nod his head. And, and then he went down some weird tangent story about how he helped this teenage boy quit masturbating because as soon as the boy finally like felt the spirit, then he was able to quit masturbating. 
was so weird. It was was so weird that that was a story he brought up to me. Anyway, I'm not saying that that a Mormon therapist is going to be wacky like that. But in my mom's case, um, she called me after therapy. And first of all, I'm jumping ahead, but we're just going to go for it. First of all, so my my dad, and we, we are going to get into today about the relationship with my dad. My mom and my dad do not understand that they set a poor example for me of how marriages work and how men and women's roles are. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand that they did anything upsetting or wrong here. So my mom's telling me that she went to this non-Mormon therapist and she said, and I just had to tell your father, no, Terry, you're not going with me. Oh yeah, because he wanted to go with me. I said, wait, what? Well, yes, your father thought he should go with me to therapy. I'm like, why? No. (laughs) Well, he kept saying, yes, I am going. Yes, I am. And I kept saying, no, you're not. And finally, I told him, I'm not going to go if you're going to go. So he just finally just stayed outside. Wow. And I want to be all, mom. Yeah. What you just said, that story you just told, can you not see how damaging that would be for a girl to grow up with that as your example? Right. Because I can guarantee from who my dad is, he would have either sat there quietly and kind of made eye rolls. Um, for sure, my dad would have at least left there with my mom. And if there was anything that he disapproved of the therapist saying, he would have tried to deprogram my well, mom. for sure. Yeah. I mean, clearly he wanted to control the entire Yeah, why would you want to even go unless you wanted to make sure you, you knew what went on in there, you know? Oh, for sure. He yeah. wanted to. Anyway, something I want to say about the therapy. And mom, if you're listening, no, I'm not going to go into what your therapy session was like. That's your business. But the fact that you said you appreciated that I had directed you to a non-Mormon therapist because you felt like you could really just sit there and be completely honest. Oh, right. Because she was saying if it was a bishop or something or a Mormon therapist. She'd be guarded because you have to look like you have your shit together. I think that's like one of the intrinsic problems of Mormonism where Mm -hmm. you have to look a certain way and it's not real. It's not genuine. Yeah. So anyway, mom, you rock. Thank you for going to therapy and thank you for telling dad he can't go with you. Yeah. For sure. Oh, my dad. Oh, but we want to talk about what happened on Facebook this past week. Over 200 comments. 221 at the latest count. We had gone out to celebrate 10,000 downloads for Mm -hmm. the podcast. And so you took a picture of us cheersing and the 10,000 downloads image and put it on Facebook just as a celebratory thing. And what was that one comment you got from someone named Sabrina? What was that? I am pulling it up right now. So if anyone wants to go through and read everything, it's actually a pretty entertaining read. <laughs> and by the way, one of my sister-in-laws read through all of it, and she's very Mormon, and she actually texted me and said, I'm so embarrassed by these people's comments. So not everyone feels the way that these trolls feel. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Brent's sister-in-law, thank you. That meant a lot to me. That You texted me. It really did. Okay, so again, the picture is just Mary and I celebrating 10,000 downloads, nothing controversial. And one of the comments is from this girl named Sabrina, who I used to teach in Sunday school. And she says, out of curiosity, if you don't or didn't like being a member, why make a podcast title that includes the latter day portion? It's completely okay to have a change of heart about what you believe in, including if it is completely different than what you practice for so long. But human decency would be to not jest at the title of the religion you left just because you don't agree with it. I'm genuinely curious, especially after having you teach me Sunday school for a couple years and knowing you as such a down-to-earth woman that you would publicly try to rebrand the title of a religion that, although doesn't agree with so many practices of modern-day society, never falters to help someone despite a difference in faith. Well, I don't think we were rebranding no. Latter-day Saints. A, Mormonism doesn't have a copyright on Latter-day. No, Sorry. that's um, actually just talking about, like, end days or something. It's really all that is. Mm -hmm. And we're not saying Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Lesbians. (laughs) Like We didn't rebrand that. (laughs) I'm 
not rebranding. No, it's an accurate statement. Yeah. You're a lesbian who used to be a Latter-day Saint. Yep. And it's a clever title that, mm-hmm. um, well, somebody came up with. Well, can I just point this out? <laughs> I'm catching the heat for this. And by the way, Sabrina, it wasn't even me. It was Mary. She came up with the idea. So if you have a problem with it, you can yeah, call Yeah, you her. take it up with me, honey. Take it with Mary, who has never mm-hmm. been a Mormon. It's a little um, provocative, the title. It's sure. supposed to be catchy. It says what it is. It does. It's supposed to be attention-getting. It's supposed to be memorable, all that mm-hmm. stuff that mm-hmm. a good title is supposed to do. And I think it does that. Yeah. One comment that one of my friends, Yuri, made, and that I also replied to to that as well, was the fact that she's so worked up about the name of the podcast. Mm -hmm. She clearly hasn't listened to the podcast, because I would hope that if she listened to the podcast, she would be more worked up about how much damage I had undergone being part of this religion. But instead, she's got her panties all in a wad over a name. Does she actually have her temple garments all in a wad? (laughs) Uh, Likely. (laughs) Likely. Your temple garments are in a wad. Oh my gosh, it's going to piss some people off. I don't care. Leave it. (laughs) T-shirt. Get your garments out of a wad. (laughs) A couple more things on this. So, Well, it spurred this big discussion. Of course it did. 221 comments at this point. And can I just say my friends on Facebook, because this was on my Facebook Facebook page, you guys kick so much ass. Yeah, I kind of, I sat there like, oh my gosh. And it, it hit me hard when she said that thing. Cause I'm sense, I could be sensitive sometimes, mm-hmm. but I had already this comfort knowing that, you know, whatever, my friends are going to stop this. And once people started telling her where she was wrong and attacking me, then of course, some of her friends were like, oh, well, it's okay for her to, to have questions. And she simply said she wanted to question. And she, and she says, yeah, I just, I was just being curious. That is bullshit because it's been, I don't know how many days now since that all went down. And I've asked her a few times, hey, if you really want to talk, you know, let's talk. She hasn't messaged me. Right. And I'm an open book. She could message me. What that was was veiled criticism. Oh, absolutely. And then to make it worse, and Sabrina, if you are now listening, this was pretty messed up. And I know what you're doing here. She then proceeded to call me Sister DeWitt. What was that about? That's just rude. Okay, so you know that I'm not Mormon anymore. You know, well, you sh- had you listened to the podcast, you would know that I'm slightly traumatized by all this, and yet you were going to refer to me as Sister DeWitt, which was my name when I was a Mormon. They mm-hmm. call everyone sister or brother. It was just rude. Yeah. So basically, if you're going to jump in and make some comment to be rude, don't start complaining if you've now pissed some people off and they're going to put you in your place. That's just, right. that's how social media works. Yeah, she put it out there. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So that was fun. It was fun. I was also a little hurt because um, one of my sister-in-laws, not the same one that I was talking about earlier, had the bad sense to like Sabrina's comment against me. And I thought... Why? Why would you do that? Yeah. I don't go on your Facebook page where you're posting pictures of your missionary kid and make an angry face on it or make comments. Right. Actually, I'm very nice in family chats and things, asking questions. Oh, so where is your daughter now? How's she doing? I'm very nice. Yeah, you don't agree with I don't agree with it, stuff, but, but I, I'm not being a jackass about it. No. I'm trying to be supportive in my own way by asking questions and saying, yeah. well, I'm sure she's having a great time. Yeah, for sure. So what would make her feel like she wants to like someone's comment that's being antagonistic toward me and the name of my podcast. I kind of want to say something to her, but I'm non-confrontational. You could. 
She's also the one that after the first podcast episode came out, she went on Instagram and said, I listened to your podcast to try to understand you better. Wow. Seems like we were raised in two completely different religions. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. But whatever. I still love you. Don't ever say I still love you because that sucks. In spite of your sin. Yeah, in spite of you being (laughs) nasty. I still love you. Don't say that. But then to make it 10 times worse, then she says, I think you should post a link to the Mormon website so people can look into it for themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you, are you serious? A, the Mormon website is full of lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, let's paint a different scenario, okay? Let's say Bill Cosby. Most people, I think, are in agreement that he's not the most fantastic stand-up man ever, right? Although he was a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. So let's say this. Let's say... That you, my sister-in-law, who's complaining that I should post a link to the Mormon website so people can really know what it's about. Let's say you come to me and you're like, wow, Bill Cosby drugged me and raped me. And then I said, huh, well, he never did that to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's always been nice to me. Well, why don't we bring our friends over to meet him? Because he was great for me. Let them decide. Yeah, let them decide. Who would do that? I'm going to have to talk to her about this. I'm still pretty angry about it. I know. I think you should. It's just dismissive. No, I get what you're saying. It's very dismissive to your experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't listen to my experience. And then downplay it. And say, well, that didn't happen to me, so the church is fine. I'm okay with you saying, wow, that was not my experience, and I am so sorry that was for you. God, that's like, that's okay. Yeah. But don't act like there's nothing wrong with the church because you didn't experience the abuse that I experienced. Right. bullshit. Well, she still experienced the misogyny. Yeah. She is in a patriarchal religion that Mm -hmm. will never value her. It's true. So that's on her. If that's what she wants to uphold and believe in, then, you know. Have at it. There's nothing you can do about that. Have at it. That's her choice. Yeah. The uh, patriarchy is alive and well. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. Uh, One more thing about this flaming Facebook thread. A funny man by the name of Gregory Downing, I don't even know who he is, he posted as well, and you guys should really check it out because this is the epitome of Mormon ideas on gayness, that it's a it's a struggle that you're born with and you have to overcome it, and you need to be celibate, and that's God's path, and a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing, he sounds like a fool. That's the general idea. That That's what Mormons think. That's what's taught. Okay? Right. I mean, his argument was that, yeah, you can be homosexual in the LDS faith, but you have to be celibate. You have but, to overcome it. But he said, sex outside of marriage is just wrong. It's sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your point is, well, you know, I'm allowed to get married. I'm le- it's legal. I can get married. Yeah. But I still won't be accepted. In I'll be the, kicked out. Yeah. You'll still be kicked church. out. Yeah. And he didn't have a response to that. Of course not. There's no response for that. No, I think he said God's laws are higher than man's laws or something. What some does that even shit. mean? It's like, What's it's he just saying? a trump card. It's like, well, God said. So basically he's saying, yeah, you will go to hell? What yeah, it's like just, just because the government allows gay marriage doesn't make God allow it. So if you go against God by getting married to someone of your same gender, then yes, you will be excommunicated from the church. Which is interesting because if... Why the, didn't he just come out and say it? Why didn't he just say, yeah, you know, you're going to be excommunicated from the church if you're going to be gay. But anyway... All this business on Facebook this week has prompted us to start maybe a new segment Mm -hmm. once in a while called Roast the Trolls. Yeah. Right? I want it to be like... Roast, 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 the, the, the troll, troll, troll. <laughs> you Can you make something it? like that? Yes. <laughs> All these people that say like these rude things, we're going to talk about it. We're not going to say you're stupid or a moron or how dare you, but we're going to talk about it. I think it's good to have a conversation. And then hopefully if you listen to yourself being roasted, maybe you'll recognize the hurtful things that you've said. Building bridges, I think, is a fantastic thing. And when we don't know how to speak with each other. Yeah. Yeah.
You know, we're going to read positive messages on our air and we're going to read negative ones too sometimes. Sure. Because clearly we don't have any secrets. We're going <laughs> to let have it all no out. secrets. Yeah. And we're not trying to shame anybody, Mm-mm. but I mean, it's all up for discussion. I do want to read a really positive letter okay. from an active Mormon, mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. How do you know each other? We've known each other since I was probably in fifth grade. Okay. So not all Mormons judge other people. And this is an example. The letter says, Shelly, I've been going back and forth trying to figure out how to respond after listening to your latest episode. I kept starting off trying to defend myself against your frustration and anger with Mormons and finally realized just like men who cry, not all men. It isn't about me. It's about you and your pain and your journey, and that is what is important. I can certainly see where your feelings come from and how you would be skeptical of the well wishes of someone who is still in the Mormon church. However, I can honestly say that I'm happy for you and sincerely glad that you are finding true fulfillment and happiness. I'm horrified by the trauma you were subjected to, and my heart breaks when I think of how hard it must have been to come to terms with that and begin to seek authenticity. While I believe in God, Jesus Christ, the atonement for our sins, etc., I don't believe that we, Mormons, are the only ones with the answers, with truth, and true relationships with God. There are just too many people who are and have been on this earth for that to make any sense. The same goes for the LGBTQ community. I can't believe that God would set up a system in which a large chunk of his children were expected to either live life in celibate misery or else consign themselves to hell by seeking a full and loving life and relationships. I know that being true to yourself, regardless of what your family, friends, etc., think slash believe is incredibly brave and incredibly hard. I am proud of you for having the courage to live honestly. I look back at some of the things I've thought, some of the things I've said to people, and I'm honestly ashamed of how smug I was and how dismissive of their feelings and pain. My feeling now is that I would rather stand before God at the end of my life and have to answer for being too loving, too accepting, and too forgiving than have to answer for making even one person feel less than or othered. Maybe that's why I still go to church. I want to be that soft place for anyone who is struggling. Love and hugs, Elizabeth. Mm. That's nice. That was really nice to hear. And this was in response to your asking any current Mormons out there, can they really be happy for someone who has left the church and claimed to be happy Mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. I will throw this out there as well. That was an amazing letter. I've had a couple other people contact me that are believing Mormons, and I've said, no, I, I actually am happy for you. But everyone who has contacted me to say that, they are more of like the nuance type Mormon. They think the church has it wrong hmm. on gender equality and on homosexuality. They wow. think that there have been errors made in the past. So you can't follow the prophet 100% and still think that someone is happy outside of the church. You're saying that the people who are happy, truly happy for you, have some doubts about the religion. Sure. They think that there's some things that are wrong in it. That's not perfect. Whereas my upbringing and the way my dad feels, and my mom I think as well, but for sure my dad, there were no errors. Mm -hmm. Prophets don't make errors. Yeah. Whatever the current stance is, that's truth. So yeah, your your dad is certainly one who believes that everything the church believes and the prophets say is true. And he has said that to you before. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you have questioned some things, he said, well, I know the church is true. Like he said this to you more than once. Right. Which right. your relationship with your dad is so layered and complicated. Oh, it's, yeah. 
I think it's sort of on an upward trajectory now. I don't know. Mm. My dad, I think, is on the outside saying, I'm willing to listen. I want to know. But he only wants to hear me say what makes sense to him. Right. For example, I haven't told the audience yet my coming out story to my parents. Well, there's so much there, so we can't hit it all in today's podcast. But yeah, why don't you talk about when they'd come out to visit? Wasn't it Thanksgiving, not this past year, but the year before? Yes. So at this time, Brent and I were already separated. Brent and I had been split up for a long time at this point, at least six months, if not more. I had never actually told my parents that we had separated, but they knew because Brent had told his parents and his parents told my parents. So they knew. Okay. And they never bothered asking to the point where they came out for Thanksgiving and I was living in an apartment and Brent was living somewhere else and they still didn't ask about what was going on. Hmm which is like mind boggling. That's how much they don't communicate. But you took them over to your apartment. So they knew I you did. had an apartment. I took them over to the apartment. We're sitting in the apartment and my dad says, well, you know, there's some things that we want to talk to you about. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, they're finally going to ask what's mm-hmm. going on. And he said, you know, I thought you might want to know, you know, where all the money is for retirement. And, and he just wanted to talk about financial shit. Okay. I'm like, which by the way, I've heard it a thousand times from him where his stocks are, you know, who has Can power. Can you tell me? Kidding. <laughs> I, I never listen. So I don't, I actually don't know. You couldn't tell me. <laughs> I couldn't. So he's just rambling on and on. And I'm sitting here in this apartment. I'm like thinking, this is so crazy. So he stops talking and I said, okay, well, uh, there's something I wanted to share with you and mom. I know by now you probably realize that Brent and I are separated and headed towards divorce. I just wanted to know if you guys had any questions about it. And they just kind of sat there and I said, well, so you know, there was no infidelity. I wanted to make sure that was clear because Mm -hmm. in old school people's minds, like the reason you divorce is only because of something like a major offense. So I wanted to set the record straight on that. And then I said also something that's hard for me to talk about that I need you guys to know is that I actually am gay. Mm -hmm. And it was like crickets. Crickets, crickets, crickets. And then I said, this is something that's been very hard for me to keep as a secret. You know, looking back, I have always been gay. I just didn't recognize it because of my Mormon upbringing. I don't want to keep hiding from it anymore. And then my mom says, well, Shelly, it's okay to love your friends that are girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she didn't get what I was saying or, or like it bounced off of her because she couldn't handle it. Right. And I said, let me be perfectly clear, mom and dad. I am sexually attracted <laughs> to women. This is not something you ever want to say to your parents. Oh, not to my dad. And as I remember as I was saying, I was like, oh my God, I'm saying this. I just said the word sexually attracted. You said the word sex to your parents. I don't think I've ever said that before to my parents, <laughs> ever, ever. I'm sure you haven't. My first time using that word was to tell them that I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and so then again, some silence. And then um, I guess I have to back up a little bit to have this make sense to everyone. When I was seven or eight years old, uh, when we lived in Germany, I was sexually molested by a family friend mm. and didn't tell anyone about it until I was in my 20s. And so my dad has somehow now decided in his mind that anything that I do wrong or that goes against something of a Mormon belief mm-hmm. is because I was screwed up because of that thing that it happened. He wants, to, he wants to blame, all, to blame your, all your sins on yeah, that Yeah, which is event. very frustrating because it's very dismissive of me. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I am gay because that's who I am. Right. Don't act like there's something wrong with me now because of something that happened to me. So after I said I am sexually attracted to women, my dad said, well, sometimes when traumatic things happen to you, you know, and I said, dad, no, 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 
no, you're not going to try to say that I'm gay because I was molested. That's not how it works. Did he say that that time too? Yeah, because he doesn't listen. That's what I mean. Like, I've already put that to rest. Like, no, dad, this is not why I'm gay. But he keeps bringing it up. bringing it up. Because he doesn't listen. Exactly. He doesn't listen. What he wants me to do is call him right now and say, dad, I'm gay, but it's because I was molested. So if you could help me get into therapy so I could become ungay and go back to church, that would be amazing. Yeah, that's what he wants. That's what he wants to hear. Mm -hmm. Hey, dad... Never gonna happen. Right. Never gonna happen. So there was that, and I shut that down pretty quickly. And then my mom started crying and was like, you don't know how hard this last two years has been. Like, trying to get the attention. Mm -hmm. Maybe not purposefully. What happened the last two years? Just just struggling with Brent? because Brent and I left the church. Oh, I see. she couldn't handle it. Right, right, right. I forgot about that for a second. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, mom, this is my... Like, I am coming out right now. I am coming out (laughs) right now. And you're stealing it. You're crying about how hard your life is. She stole your thunder. (laughs) Like, I'm gay, mom. This is my coming out story. You're taking it. You have a lot of those, to be fair. That's true. You come out all the time. Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And then my dad said a very, very typical Mormon thing, and I'm sure we'll get listeners messaging in about this. He said, well, it's okay to have SSA, which is same-sex attraction. Mm -hmm. So in the Mormon world, homosexuality... um, Doesn't really exist. A few years ago, it wasn't even called homosexuality because that's like giving it a name that makes it legit. So they would call it same-sex attraction or SSA or SGA for same gender attraction. That way it sounds more of like a virus, you know, something okay. like an something ailment that you, that you can, can take penicillin for. Okay, you can be cured from yeah. that. And so he said, and this is a very common Mormon teaching, it's not a sin to have SSA. It's just only if you act on it, mm. then you're a sinner in the eyes of God. Who's acting? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe a little role playing. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like if I delivered pizza to the door and you were naked, I mean, I guess, but I'd be like, dude, we got to eat this pizza. It's going to be so good. Don't let the pizza get cold. And I open the pizza box and I say, why did you leave off the toppings? And you could be like, well, why did you leave off your topping? Oh, that's a good script. <laughs> we should write that. Ding dong. Forget the podcast. We're writing porn scripts. I'm done with this podcasting bullshit. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> so Shelly. Yes, Mary. I've been wanting to talk to you about something important. If I can pull you away from your coming out story. What could you possibly have to say? No. (laughs) What could you possibly have to say that's more important than what I was just talking about? Well, we want people to like subscribe to our podcast and and send in their comments. I mean, that's pretty important, right? You're right? Don't you think? You're right. Okay, so here's all the ways you can contact us. There's contact at latterdaylesbian.org. Mm-hmm. There's our website at latterdaylesbian.org. Which you is, forgot the www. You, yeah, people know how to okay. work the W's, baby. Okay. And you can look up Latter Day Lesbian Podcast on Facebook and contact us that way. We're going to read your mail on our podcast. Yes. So when you send in mail if you want to be anonymous then tell us you want to be anonymous yeah we won't say your last name that's true i I know it's personal Mm -hmm. was there anything else we wanted to say share share with your friends if you know someone who you think might like the podcast share it share it on your facebook page share it to everyone that you think might want to hear and even if they don't want to hear it share it anyway share it like to your aunt Mm -hmm. griselda who might be a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Is there anything else we want That's to say? It. Let's get back to my coming out story, shall we? <laughs> it's riveting. It is. I've heard it like 25,000 times. 26,000. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. I'm in. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
Anyway, so when my dad said, as long as you don't act on your attraction, you're not a sinner. And I said, Dad, do you really want me to sit here in this tiny two-bedroom apartment for the rest of my life, just alone? Yeah. Is that what you would choose for me? What did he say? He had no answer. My dad's the king of not having an answer. Yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah. Because he figures you're just going to fill in something. You should just sometimes sit in the awkward silence and make him say something. Well, he'd probably say, so how are the kids doing? That's his (laughs) go-to. We're going to start hitting more and more about this relationship with my dad as we go on now that I've kind of opened the floodgates or whatever. Yeah. So that's basically your coming out story to your parents. Yeah. I mean, how did you leave it that day? Well, there's a little more. And again, this is very cringeworthy. So be be ready. Oh, are you going to say sex again? No. I mean, I can handle it. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. (laughs) So my dad is the steak patriarch. So... Mormons out there, you know what that is. Yeah, non-Mormons. No it's a special calling that you have in your geographical location of multiple congregations where you are the one who gets to give people patriarchal blessings, which is a special blessing that you get once in your life. And Can women do that? No. Just kidding. Oh. I already knew the answer. And I will be reading mine on the podcast soon, Okay, um, which is something that I should get struck by lightning for doing, but I won't because I don't believe in that hocus pocus anymore. <laughs> but it's basically like, this is your future. Do these things. So you could go to like a fortune cookie and probably get something just as meaningful. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. So my dad is the state patriarch and he's very happy about that. Very proud of that. Um, Because it's a pretty big thing. Okay. And I don't believe that he's inspired by God to give special blessings to people. I don't believe that at all. So after I had come out to my dad and my mom and we're sitting there, and then my dad said, well, I would like to uh, give you a blessing before we leave. (sighs) And I was like, oh, God. Of course he does. So I said, Dad, I know what that means to you, so I appreciate that you're offering that because I know what it that means for you. That was kind of you. But I don't think that God has given you special powers to oh. bless me with anything, that I didn't believe in it the way that he did, and so it, I didn't really need yeah. a blessing. I think that was great that you said that, actually. Oh, well, thank you. He didn't love it. Did he have anything to say? I'm trying to remember the order of things. Something was said, because I pointed out to him, I said, everyone high up in their religion thinks that they have some kind of authority and thinks that no one else does or no one in their same religion does. And so everyone can't be right. Yeah. And then my dad said, well, I know the church is true. He loves to say that. Loves yeah, he does. It's one of his I know things. the church is true. And I said, dad, so do Islamic jihadists that blow themselves up and kill women and children. They know that that's what their God wants them to do. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I've had experiences and I know it's true. And I said, well, I just, I don't believe in it the way you do. And he said, well, I would like to give you a father's blessing. And I wish I could get into my dad's head and see what he's thinking and feeling when he offers these things up because he's a nice person. Like, I think he really feels like he is given this power to give blessings. I think he I feels know, that. he really thinks that. But I just got done telling him I didn't believe in it and then I, I know, didn't and he want dismissed it and you. he pushed it on me again. Yes, because he's dismissive and he can't actually right. hear you and he can't pay attention. He right. can't listen. He can't respect right. the boundaries that you try to set. Yes, he sucks at it. Just yeah. To put it Plus, mildly. he's like pushing some crazy cuckoo religion on you and patriarchal blessings. Just one more reason why I'm starting to think this whole Mormon thing is completely fake. This is only episode 10. Why would you think that? (laughs) I don't know. It's just starting to click in. I know. Just starting to settle in. I had a moment where I thought, "Ah, whatever, just let him do the stupid blessing. I don't even care. Just to spare his feelings because I'm always worried about hurting my parents' feelings. You're always worried about hurting other people. It's hard for me. But you've come a long way. Thank you. Because it's okay to think about the feelings of other people. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not putting yourself in harm's way, Mm -hmm. it's okay to look out for other people's feelings. Yeah. You know, it's that balance, I think. And I'm definitely learning that. I'm learning that 
me setting a boundary doesn't equal me being mean. Correct. And that's what I've always thought. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons why I was not going to let him do this, even though I did feel like I was hurting his feelings, I felt I was really hurting him by denying him. That must have been hard for you. It was hard, but I was so afraid that he would give me this blessing. And in this blessing, he would try to pray the gay away. Right. And that would have basically been the end of my relationship with him. Like mm-hmm. I would have been so angry. Yeah. Um, and so hurt that I didn't even want to let that opportunity present itself. Yeah. Um, so I just said, no, not doing it. And I think we changed the subject and they said, well, if there's anything you need, which they always say, if there's anything you need, but they want me to ask them for something that they want to give. Right. Right. Yeah. So if I say to them, what I really need is for you to stop sending my kids things from BYU Mm -hmm. and ask me questions about my girlfriend. Like I say that, but they won't give that to me because they don't want to hear that in their mind. They have what's acceptable for me to ask for, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll get better. I think my mom's making good strides and I think I'm making good strides with my mom as well. It's not all them that needs to change, Mm -hmm. you know, not that anyone needs to change, but it's, it's not all on them. I have repairs I need to do as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was how it was coming out to my parents. That's yeah. a good story. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll probably reflect on that a little more in the future because there was more to it, but that's your basic reaction. That gets the ball rolling with this whole discussion about your relationship with your dad. Yes. There's a lot there, and we can't get to it all in one podcast. We can't. And anyone listening, if you want to unload some stuff off of your chest about your relationship with your parents, send it in. I yeah. love to read it. I love to talk with you about it. It's healing, I think, to talk. You know, parental expectation, ugh, it's tough. You deal with that, Mary. Oh, for sure. That Catherine. Sure. I know. She's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> she is a challenge. The trick is to protect yourself and not give in to all the weird damaging things, but not be unkind. It's challenging. Yeah. And so we just bitch about it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's our solution. <laughs> just bitch about it on a podcast. <laughs> That's what we do. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So more to come on the whole dad story. Yep. Until then, steer clear of cults because they are no joke. No joke. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.